And one day Stephanie couldn't work out, so Jeff was like, hey man, you wanna come in and work out with me? I said, yeah, I'll go in and work out. You know, I'm in good shape. I'm running two, three miles a day. I've lost, you know, 30, 40 pounds. And you kicked my butt. <laughs> I, mean, I was so exhausted and tired after that workout. It was definitely getting a certain amount of calories and I, I did my best to keep my nutrition levels correct, but you know, I, at 310, you know, I was 310 pounds when I was playing, and I wake up every morning like, am I doing enough? You know, and, and so every morning I have this mentality that I've got to prove myself. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Kevin Matthews joins me on the podcast today. Kevin has played football almost his entire life, high school, college at Texas A&M, but also as a pro athlete. He shares his fitness journey. You're gonna be inspired and you're gonna love hearing his story. Enjoy. My name is Kevin Matthews. I'm 30 years old. I have a wife of seven and a half years, Amanda. Um, met back in seventh grade, dated since uh, senior year of high school. Two little boys, my oldest Weston is five and my youngest Sawyer is four today, actually. Um, I uh, moved here back in 2014. Um, and started pursuing a career in um, real estate and specifically uh, investment income producing type properties. Um, was very fortunate enough to partner with a local guy here in town um, named Jeff Leatherwood. He and his wife Stephanie have been extremely open. We and, love the Leatherwood. Shout out to the Leatherwoods. Yeah. <laughs> they have been extremely open and an instrumental key to my success early on. Um, infinitely grateful for what they've done. Um, but yeah, you know, investment real estate, looking to branch out into more development. We've done some uh, some smaller scale development stuff like the uh, Revelry Townhomes, doing another one called Purging Point, another kind of student rental slash investment type uh, um, development. But um, but yeah, early, early on in the career. So um, where are you and your wife from? Obviously, I grew up going to school together and yeah. where are y'all from? Yep. Yeah. Uh, my wife's actually born in uh, Kenner, Louisiana. Louisiana. Um, I was born in Los Angeles, California, uh, but spent most of my time in Houston. Amanda moved to Houston, or I should say Sugarland, when she was young and when I, when I was young as well too. Um, <clears throat> met in seventh grade at uh, Lake Olympia Middle School in Sugarland, and um, I was ready to start dating in seventh grade. We actually <laughs> went to the eighth grade prom together. Um, it took a little time for me to, to wear her down. Um, Started dating senior in high school, and uh, she actually went to Texas State. I came here to A&M and played, and we did the long distance thing, which worked out, and uh, got married about three months after I graduated. And uh, man, that's so cool to be with, to have that like length of relationship. You know, you guys have known each other what twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. And now you have kids, and I'm sure life's changed over the years. So, so you played football at A&M. Mm-hmm. What position did you play? Uh, so I actually I walked on in 2005 and redshirted. Um, played on the offensive line, mainly center and guard. Um, ended up backing up a guy named Cody Wallace, who was an eventual fourth-round pick um, until my, I guess, redshirt junior year uh, when I started at center for my junior and senior season um, and then graduated. So my last season was fall 2009 here at a Were you big? I mean, was football a big part of your life growing up? Did that keep you in shape? Were you working out regularly? Yeah, so um, I, I've got a pretty extensive football family history, and uh, 
you know, background personally, um, you know, working out and training for football has just been what I've done my entire life. Some of my youngest memories were uh, getting to stay up late and go with my dad to the gym, even before I was, you know, old enough to work out, but just kind of went in, you know, he liked to go late at that time uh, during the off season. And um, I, I, fond memories of just sitting there watching him work out and going out to the track when he'd run and I'd ride my bike around the track. And um, Wow, so you could, uh, you even remember that now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those core memories and you know experiences that I cherish. Yeah. So working out for you was always fun. It was always something you look forward to. Yeah, yeah. It, it you know, there wasn't really any point where um, I didn't want to work out. Um, you know, so f- for as long as I can remember, you know, going to the gym and running and, and training uh, has been a big part of my life. What at what age would you say you started taking working out even more serious? Because I think there's a difference between junior high, or maybe it wasn't junior high for you, but when it really became like, man, I'm strong, I I like this, I want to be really awesome at fitness. It was it was in in high school, uh, I think, and you know, obviously for years prior to that, I trained, but you know, there wasn't, you know, I don't think I had developed uh, mentally matured enough to realize how important it was to my you know, future success playing football, you know, so probably my freshman, sophomore year of high school, I really recognized that um, in order to be as good as I knew I could be, I needed to dedicate more time to getting stronger and faster and in better shape. And I'd say probably towards the end of my high school career is when I was, you know, really focused on it, you know, um, a good buddy of mine, Mark Lapruse, uh, he and I went to high school together. He's actually up here working with me now. Um, but, oh, he uh, came to the gym. Yeah, 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 he came a couple times. Couple times. Yeah, just a couple. <laughs> Mark, times. we needed you back. Yeah, in case you're listening. <laughs> um, but we would go work out together every day after high school um, or after class, and um, two, three hours. It was kind of that thing where uh, we were probably peak puberty and yeah. you know, high testosterone levels, and we would just go to the gym for hours and hours, and um, you know, wear the tight clothes and try to get our arms as big as possible and, and whatnot, but. That was always something pretty cool. So what was the, was the goal always to play football in college, you know, even from freshman, sophomore year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, With my family background, that was kind of just what we did, you know. I didn't know anything different, you know. I, naively, I thought, you know, well, everyone just, you know, you go to high school and then you play at a big time college football program and then you go play in the NFL for as long as you want. Um, quickly came to realize that's not the norm, you know, the norm with most people who play football. Um, and because you're, I'm sure your dad played NFL, you had some brothers that played, right? So that probably in your home, that was the norm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I remember, you know, my, my youngest brother, Luke, just had his last uh, high school game. And, um, you know, we were, we had this family text, we were talking about it, and I, it brought up this memory of our last high school football game or my last high school football game. And I remember everyone crying because they were all upset. You know, this is the last time they're going to play football. And I remember thinking just like, well, what is everyone so upset about? You get, you're going to play next year in college. What's, what's the big deal? And, um, you know, that it didn't really hit me. Um, I think like everyone else, you know, just cause I, I just thought everyone goes and keeps playing, you know, it wasn't really an option in my mind to stop. Yeah, and I think too, you know, you're you're talking about this mindset of just 
believing that you're going to keep playing college football. And I think, you know, your passion for fitness probably had a lot to do with your ability to move on to the next level. Because there's a lot of kids that play high school football, but they don't have a passion for the fitness part of it. Right. And there's a huge, I mean, they play the sport really well. Right. You know, they're just really fast, naturally, really strong. But there's this part of playing at a higher level that requires this, like your dad, training at night, you know, I'm sure, you know, in the off season or some people who place any sport at a higher level, just working out and understanding the importance of fitness. So would you say that your fitness kind of allowed you to keep going to the next level? I think so. I've, I've always had this kind of underdog mentality. Um, you know, like I said, I walked on at A&M and, um, you know, and from that point I had just this mentality like, you know, it's me versus the world kind of thing. So when I went into the gym, um, even in high school, you know, when I had friends getting scholarship offers and I see all these guys getting signed on, on you know, National Signing Day and I'm like, well, what the heck, why am I not getting, you know, and I had some, some scholarship offers that I turned down. Um, but, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, so the gym was always a, a, an area where I could excel. You know, I was never the strongest or the fastest at anything, but I was always average max wise I was pretty strong and uh, talking with my dad um, he was always like you know one of the best ends with the coaches is to become you know a good student in the gym you know get the weight turn you know the, the strength coach on your side you know so I went into the gym thinking you know I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna I'm gonna kick my butt every single day and if I you know whatever I have to do to get this coach to recognize me and to get myself better because I knew I had the abilities and I knew I deserved to be where I was you know um, I caught a lot of flack um, in in a little bit in college and then in the NFL um, uh, from media and whatnot saying that maybe I was getting this opportunity because my my family lineage or something like that and that always kind of bothered me um, it's like you're playing you know, with a chip on your shoulder like yeah, you exactly. to prove. So, yeah you know I wanted to prove that you know I'm here because of what I did you know mm -hmm. so getting into the gym and um, and doing the extra stuff you know so it was it was pushing the guys to go a little bit heavier you know pushing myself to go heavier staying late to do extra work um, you know coming in on off days and working out um, you know whatever I had to do and, and fortunately it worked you know uh, everywhere I've been you know I've gotten really close with the strength coach and, and I think it you know ultimately helped kickstart my career both in, in college and in the NFL. So what types of workouts, you know, most people will never be exposed to a college strength training program, much less an NFL strength training program. What does that look like? What are the workouts like? How many days a week? What types of movements, you know? So during the off season, um, five days a week, uh, lifting and running, you know, every single day. Um, you know, so uh, throughout the day, during the off season, you had options to work out at whatever time, you know, but. The workouts generally consisted of roughly an hour and a half to sometimes two hours of lifting, and a lot of it was Olympic, Olympic lifting, you know, squats, hand cleans, bench press, um, you know, a lot of shoulder presses, and, you know, it was, you know, literally just, you know, the program was to get you as big and strong as humanly possible. So, you know, there wasn't many times where I was under 300 pounds on anything, um, 
and uh, you know you, you get done with that and you go right out to you know the field and, and do conditioning and on the offensive line you know they scale it based on your position so it was a lot of short sprints you know because you know really on the offensive line you're if you're going more than 10 yards on a single play you know it generally means you scored a touchdown or something like yeah. that so um, a lot of sprints a lot of uh, power power and you know explosive type work you know just geared towards making you better at whatever position you play you know and have you noticed because you played so a&m 2005 to i'm guessing nine or ten yeah fall 2000 and then uh nfl from right after 2010 to the two to the 2014-15 okay season. and and so you're really i would say you're in the 05 to 15 era of that high level and then your dad's in the, you know, and you have some brothers in the previous. So has strength training, the model shifted at all? Or is it still the same stuff that your dad was doing? Like the type of training workouts that you were doing in college in the NFL, are they pretty much the same stuff your dad was doing? Or has there been a, a tweak or anything different from that? I think it's changing. And it was probably towards the end of my career that um, I think they made a big, a big change towards more almost kind of like circuit training slash pretty, probably pretty close to the CrossFit type workouts, mm-hmm. um, you know, where, uh, where now Jake, you know, I'll use Jake for example, he works down, works out in the off season at uh, the gym in Houston called Plex with a guy named Danny Arnold. And they do, um, you know, two hours of just circuit training. And it's, uh, you know, there's, there's strength involved in it, but a lot of it is geared more towards power and explosion. You know, when my dad was playing, you know, the prototypical offensive lineman was, you know, 315, 330 pounds, you know, and there's still guys of that size now, but it was more about size and bulk. And if you look at the offensive line position now, it's becoming more of a leaner athletic position, you know. So Jake, for example, he's he's 305 pounds, 310 pounds, but he doesn't look like it. He's, he's very lean, very muscular, and very athletic looking compared to, you know, um, a good offensive line, you know, offensive line to compare it to would be, you know, maybe the Cowboys in the 90s where everyone was 350 pounds and they were just these big bruiser guys. Back in the early 90s, yeah, man, Nate yeah. Newton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that's what my dad played in, you know. I get, you know, when my dad was drafted in 83, um, he was, I think he was 6'5", 270. And now that's almost a laughable weight, you know, for the NFL. But at the time, he was one of the bigger guys. And, and then as his year, you know, his career progressed, and he developed into this bigger guy, which, you know, the rest of the NFL kind of did, these bigger, heavier guys. Um, but now it seems like it's going, you know, I guess not necessarily the weight's going back down, but something's happening where offensive linemen are becoming more... Well, you got these guys that are... F- I mean, running what sub five, you know, four eight, four yeah, seven, exactly, and they weigh three hundred pounds, yeah, and, yeah. And, and they hang clean three hundred eighty pounds, yeah. And, and I think it's it's a big testament to the type of training they're doing. So instead of what you know what I did and maybe what my dad did, where it was just you know lift and run, lift and run, lift and run. Now it's becoming you know a ton more cardiovascular type you know endurance and explosion work that is changing you know is molding the body differently at this position now. And um, I think that the training has been a big factor. Yeah. So basically, you come to AM, you're all in with workouts. So it was it was nutrition kind of a something that you were paying attention to all throughout this time, or have was your eating more like get in a certain amount of calories, 
every single day, didn't matter what it was? Um, it was definitely getting a certain amount of calories and I, I did my best to keep my nutrition levels correct. But, you know, at 310, you know, I was 310 pounds when I was playing and uh, to maintain that size, obviously there's got to be a, you know, I think you can, you can, you can do it the right way, but I probably wasn't, you know, um, you know, so a lot of it was get the calories, do my best to eat what I eat correctly, um, but maybe a little bit more cheating. Did you have help? Because I think back yeah. in those days they have, and they probably still do, but forget her name. She Amy, was a Amy Bragg. Yeah. Yes, she yeah. was a dietitian for uh, Texas A&M Athletics Correct. football, primarily. Yep. I think. Yep. And, and that's changed a lot now too you know they redid the bright complex and there's this huge cafeteria with all these different you know options for for meals um, but uh, when I was there you know there was catering you know by one company and uh, what Amy would do would put you know a, a red sticker on something that was maybe a little bit more high fat that you should have less of yellow for you know maybe a little bit more but keep it you know moderate and then green was you know the good stuff the lean meat you know the chicken breast the the lean meats and, and all the vegetables so at 21 you know and i and just thinking in terms of like college age you know and you're going in there and you can choose from anything that you want is is there like do you really care about what you're putting in your body like if you're honest like what is the consensus of the team like what are y'all trying to accomplish in that is it just eat what tastes good how many of you guys actually think about like man what I'm putting in my body is actually going to affect how I perform um it was definitely in my mind but I think at that age it wasn't as important as it is now Mm -hmm. um I probably could have done a lot better and again I think that this is kind of a testament to the uh types of workouts transition that this you know this sport has gone in you know where and i'll use jake again just because and he's he's, currently playing in the nfl yeah he's with the falcons and um you know he's extremely diet conscious and uh, he always has been um and uh, whether that was because he was you know middle school age when i was middle school early high school age when i was in my college career and kind of starting to make that transition into better diet and training you know and, and he saw it that way or just you know more knowledge about it at the time um he's always been very diet conscious where i you know diet conscious but not as you know not as controlled as i probably should so when you went into nfl was there more of a focus on eating better or was the you know so in the nfl um you can be fined um every pound you're over under a a set weight you know so they'll Mm. give you a set weight that you have to fall within and unless you're one of those guys that's um, you know super heavy and you're always kind of on the bubble for being out of shape, you know the, I, I never was fine and no one I was around ever was fine. But you, you hear it, you can be fined, and we go over it every year, you know, in training camp. You know, if you're this much overweight, we can fine you up to five hundred dollars or something a pound that you're overweight. Um, Man, that might be a diet that works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you pay attention. Uh, the, the Falcons signed. Don Terry Poe, he was a he's a nose tackle. I think he's a 345, 350 type guy. He had like a hundred thousand dollar bonus in his contract that if he didn't fall within this certain guideline for weight, he would lose out on that hundred thousand wow. dollars. So there's definitely incentives to yeah. stay within that guideline. Um, 
but uh, but but so yeah, exactly. You know, it was the same thing. We had we were fed breakfast and lunch, and we were on our own for dinner. But it was almost the same thing. You know, red, yellow, green labels on the food. Um, you weighed in every uh, Thursday morning. Um, you know, in front of the strength coach, so there's no cheating it. And um, if you were high or low, you know, you could potentially be fined. And mm. so it, you definitely became a lot more conscious of it. Yeah. So the uh, workouts in, in pros were very similar to the workouts at A&M? Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, actually, with my, my four years I was in Tennessee, Steve Watterson was the strength coach, and he was actually there the entire time. My dad was with the Oilers and then eventually the Titans. So um, he brought that kind of old-school mentality to the workout. You know, and obviously, as the times progressed, you know, the workouts progressed. Um, but he was still very much, you know, get as physically strong and flexible and in shape as possible so that you can translate it onto the field, you know. Um, so, again, a lot of Olympic-style lifts. We, we incorporated a lot of kettlebell-type stuff. Um, but, um, but, yeah, it was, they were pretty similar. And you were 315 pounds in NFL? Yeah, 305 to 310 is what I stayed at. Okay, so now NFL's done, let's just say 2014-15. Did it end for any reason in particular? Was there? I uh, so the 2014 season, I signed with the Carolina Panthers um, right before training camp, and um, unfortunately, during training camp, about three weeks into it, I tore the labrum in my right shoulder, which has kind of been an ongoing thing for me. I've, I've torn it twice in my left shoulder, so I've had three shoulder surgeries. Um, it, it, it led me to go on injured reserve because I had to have shoulder surgery, and. Um, you know, kind of with my, people come back from the shoulder surgeries all the time, and I could have too, but you know, with my kind of, um, I don't know, my my level in the NFL, in that injury, um, going into another year of free agency, kind of not playing the entire year, um, kind of put the writing on the wall for me, and that's when we kind of made the decision to come down here. Yeah. Um, so the shoulder injury probably brought me out, but there's a ton of politics and business in the NFL that for a guy like me is extremely emotionally draining and, and my yeah. wife my wife can tell you um, a lot of depressed nights and conversations about you know it's cutthroat it's a business you know um, I made a ton of friends and, and some days you'd walk in you know at 7 in the morning you got an 8 o'clock workout so you're going in to get breakfast and the guy next to you who's been your best friend for the last 4 years his locker's cleaned out and you never see him again you know so it happens all the time some of my, my best friends on the offensive line um, they're just gone one day so especially a guy like me you know I was undrafted in the NFL I was on practice squad the first 14 weeks my, my rookie year before being activated and fortunately I was active the rest of my career but um, you know it was always in the back of my mind I was kind of one of those last guy you know 51 52 53 on the 53 man roster so you know even an injury at wide receiver you know you're worried you know mm-hmm. you know if, if one of our top guys goes down and they've got to bring someone in to replace him for four weeks while he's here you know they've got to make a, a roster move to, to make to make changes and, it's almost like so. if you work for this like big company and they're you know making budget cuts or like you hear about exactly. these pharmaceutical companies that will literally call everybody in on a conference call yeah. and fire all these yeah, people but you're constantly living in that fear and just to completely now be removed from it probably is emotionally yeah. healthier yeah yeah the paycheck's not as good it's yeah. getting there yeah, yeah. <laughs> real estate's going pretty good but yeah. um you know uh 
the the stress on me and my family has certainly gone down significantly. Um, yeah, you know the transition out of football is is very very hard. Um, a lot of emotions and you know rough nights, you know because that was my and and I've learned now as I've been out and matured and had a family that. It, it, the NFL didn't define me, but at the time it did. You know, I was this this football. You know, I was the NFL players. I was a, a, a Matthews, and and now I'm just, you know, I'm, you know, probably as bad. You know, I'm just normal now, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it. You know, so it was it was a hard transition, but uh, it, it's been a good one. And I would bet some people never get out of that. Yeah, I you mean, know, you hear a lot of substance abuse and um, you know unfortunately um, mental issues you know especially with the concussions and stuff that stuff it, it plays in you know it can eat your mind up and mm-hmm. um, and it's it's something you have you have to have a strong emotional support group around you well, and bet your and wife my wife and your kids been, yeah, and my just... wife my kids and my family and they've been instrumental in that and um, you know we've kind of gotten past that phase and now I look at it completely different you know um now it's a, it's a blessing that i had this opportunity to kind of set myself up financially and um at a point in a, in such a at such a young age that you know majority of the population didn't get to you know or doesn't have the opportunity to do you know so um it's a blessing and you know kind of a blessing in disguise and i think the adversity and the trials and the the you know, being released and the questions of whether, you know, I help, I think it, it helped define who I am. Now. Shaped you. you know, made it shaped me. It made my work ethic what it is and my mentality and whatnot. So it, it's been an overall good experience going through it stinks, but you yeah. Know, now well, like what the, the word that keeps coming to my mind about your story is grit because I love what you said. It's like, I love being the underdog or I've, I've always felt like I'm the underdog yeah. and, and I love how you, you know, even in high school, you're like, why are y'all sad? Like, we're going to go play. And I think a lot of what makes people have grit is mindset. It's like, there is no plan B. You know right. what I mean? It's like, if we're going to start a business, right? there's no plan B. And when you think like that, you basically are creating grit, right? Sure. Which all grit is perseverance. It's not quitting. So you, like your story of, man, I walked on at A&M. You know, I was undrafted and I went and I played. You know, it's just like this story of like, man, I'm just, and now you're in real estate and it's just like, it's grit. You know, it's sure. like, I love that. And I think that that um, is probably, there's a book actually called Grit and it's, a, I highly recommend it. Um, but it basically says you take all these people that are incredibly successful that they reference and the one common denominator in all of them is an incredibly high amount of grit. Yeah, and that's the difference between successful people not and we can apply that to the weight room we can apply that to weight loss right nutrition sure. is just not quitting yeah yeah yeah. I, same mentality now in, in real estate you know yeah. I, I I wake up every morning you know like you know am I doing well enough you know am I you know and you know, Jeff and I I'm a, you know we're partners now and with the business that we run and um, you know I'm a minority partner but um uh, I wake up every morning like, am I doing enough? You know, and, and so every morning I have this mentality that I've got to prove myself that, you know, you made the right decision bringing, you know, mm-hmm. deciding to, to, to work with me. And, um, 
And, uh, you know, the same thing with my, my wife, you know, I, uh, you know, am I doing enough to be a good husband? Am I doing enough to be a good father? And so, um, you know, I wake up in the morning thinking a lot and, and then I use that and I, and I, I have to prove it to myself every day, you know, it's just kind of something that shaped me through the course of what I've been through. And, um, you know, and, and I like, I like it, you know, cause I think it gives me a ton of drive and desire to be the best at what I do you know so like coming in here and working out you know I want to be I want to finish first I want to you know uh, lift the most weight and um, you know, so let's home. talk about how you ended up here from and, and not just here at the gym but where you are in your physical fitness uh, from the end of your NFL career which has been about two a little over two and a half years how did you end up, did you lose all that weight through dieting, through working out? Like now you're in this kind of like next season of your life wondering, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously what you're going to do, finding real estate, but still being, you know, to be able to lose all that weight and be healthy like you are, I'm sure that's not the norm. Sure. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I had the shoulder surgery and, um, you know, obviously I was an injured reserve, so I got paid for the year. So I didn't do anything for that year. And, um, you know, I'd been talking to my agent, and uh, he kind of recommended, you know, just just kind of stay in shape, because you never know. And so that's what I did. I stayed in shape, and and it was the same thing. I actually I got a membership at Pebble Creek Country Club, and I went and worked out in that little gym for, for probably two years, hmm. um, where it was just I'd wake up, I'd go work out for an hour, I'd run, and you know, I'd come home. And um, you know, about December, I guess, going into 2000. So the end of 2014, you know, I was about four months out of shoulder surgery and um, I was like, you know what, I I could see the writing on the wall. I almost, I didn't lose my desire to play, but I certainly lost the desire to go through the kind of um, the business aspect. The of emotional it. roller coaster. Exactly. The emotional roller coaster. And um, so to stay at 310, like we talked about earlier, you have to consume it ton of food so I really just started eating less you know and um, changed the diet up a little bit and that kind of kick started my weight loss maybe lost 20 pounds so it was 290 and uh, working out feeling better and um, you know I lost that 20 pounds over the course of about the next year and um, started getting into real estate with Jeff and um, really at that point I was like okay well now it's you know I don't need to be this big anymore so what I did is I I went on a diet and um, continued to do the same workouts that I've been doing just you know really focused on my nutrition got down to about 270 and um, um, and that was kind of my lowest I've been in a long long time and uh, um, you know so progress over the next couple years um, I uh, I'm still doing the same thing. I actually joined Gold's Gym, working out there, doing the exact same thing I did. And um, Jeff and Stephanie both got very health conscious and um, decided, you know, to make a, a lifestyle change. And they both have lost a ton of weight. And they were coming in here doing the personal training with you. And one day Stephanie couldn't work out, so Jeff was like, "Hey man, you want to come in and work out with me?" And so yeah, I'll go in and work out. You know, I'm in good shape. I'm running two, three miles a day. I've lost, you know, 30, 40 pounds. And you kicked my butt. I, mean, I was so exhausted and tired after that workout, um, which was just in like August this year. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
you told me about the CrossFit and I came into the seven day free trial thing and really, really enjoyed it. You know, when I originally left the NFL, um, I was approached by multiple trainers, you know, hey, I want to work you out and we'll get you back in shape. And I didn't want that at the time. You know, I wanted to be able to go into the gym and if I was having a down day, I wanted to just be able to walk out because I'd never been able to do that. You know, I wanted to just leave. And so I did that for about a year and a um, year and a half and uh, got to the point where the workouts were just routine. You know, every Monday was chest and back. Every Tuesday was legs and shoulders. Wednesday was arms and abs. And two, Thursday, Friday was the same as Monday, Tuesday. You know, so it became a routine. My body was getting used to it. And I was starting to miss that competition aspect that I had my entire life. You know, so coming in here and joining this gym has been instrumental kind of for my, just the competitiveness that I had kind of built up and built up, you know, uh, whatever you know that I needed to release, and it's it's been a, a, a thoroughly enjoyed. That's awesome. So, what what kind of results have you seen since you started working out here? Um, so I, I started in about mid August, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was probably two sixty at the time. Um, I'm now down to about two fifty, so I've lost some weight, but yeah. I think I've added a ton of muscle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm gaining some of my flexibility back. You know, with my shoulder surgeries, they they put anchors, you know, a ton of anchors in my shoulders that probably are going to hinder me from doing a lot of the stuff that we do here just physically. You know, it's something I probably won't be able to ever stretch out, you know, just because I've got these, you know, medical devices preventing this range of motion. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, the overhead squats, the snatch and stuff like that, I'm probably never going to be able to do, but I, I still want to progress towards it. Um, you know, so... Uh, do you have any like specific movements that you avoid completely? Um, the overhead stuff, you know, yeah. on top of having these anchors in my shoulders, I, I've got arthritis in both of them. So overhead stuff just just hurts, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can do the presses, I can do um, stuff like that, but holding it, bringing it like snatches, yeah, snatches and overhead the squats, pro- yeah, the proper technique. Um, I, I kind of just avoid it altogether. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're still able to get great workouts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, if we do a snatch day, I'm, I'll do front squats. Yeah. Um, or or just cleans. Yeah. Uh, maybe a clean and jerk. You know, so like, how has it been for you, uh, having had a coach probably the majority of your life, and then going that couple years without it, and now kind of being coached again? How's that experience for you? It. I, I like it. I like not. I like the change, you know, like I said, you know, I was doing the same workout every week for years and um, it became routine and there's only so many, you know, without a, you know, a, a, a trainer's certificate, you know, there's only so many workouts that I could think of on my own, you know, mm-hmm. just from stuff that I had done that I could put myself through. So it's been nice coming in here and, you know, there's a different workout every single day, um, it's something I maybe have never done before, you know pull-ups I, I I always stayed away from pull-ups because at 310 you know I could do them but it was hard yeah um, we typically avoid what we're not good at <laughs> exactly that's what I would do you know so I'd avoid the stuff I wasn't good at in you know running and I, I hated running at 310 you know but now it's become something more you know routine for me and um, really like every aspect of these yeah. workouts I've really enjoyed so the title of the podcast is building better people and you know that statement 
to us means that we believe that everybody who's working out, everybody who's eating healthier, in, in other words, becomes a better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. You've been working out your whole life. Right. Um, so it's probably been something that has been important to you. I don't know if there's been seasons or patches, maybe in injuries where you haven't gotten to work out. So you've probably been able to realize like the value of it in your life. But yeah. what are some of the ways that that's true for you? What are some of the ways that working out makes you a better version of you? I mean, the days where I don't work out, especially during the work week, um, I don't feel right. You know, I, I don't feel like I ever wake up. Um, it's, it's become such a routine for me and it's, you know, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to take, you know, get the kids ready for school. I'm going to take Wes into class or to, to school. I'm going to drop him off and I'm going to come here and work out at 8 a.m. That's what I do. Um, if I don't, it kind of, it doesn't set me up for the day how I like, you know? Um, and, uh, just that alone, you know, it, it, it wakes me up, it gives me energy, it gets my metabolism going, you know, I, I come home after work more energized, um, especially losing weight and eating well, um, just more energy to be a good dad when I get home from work, you know, because you know, the day, you know, the daily life is, is, yeah. is draining. And, yeah. You know, I can come home and be more attentive with my kids and my wife. And you know. No, I agree 100%, man. It's like it... Uh about setting up the day yeah, you know exactly. I always I jump around different classes like I'll work out with you guys sometimes at 8 this morning I worked out at 6 and um, sometimes I'll jump in the noon occasionally the afternoon classes mm-hmm. but there's something about the morning like when you do work out earlier like t- towards the beginning of your day it just kind of sets the tone yeah exactly you know and, and that's not just on a nutrition standpoint but just on a like man I got that box checked yeah you know it's done and, and then now we can go on with business exactly, as usual, exactly. you know? So it, yeah, it also, it, you know, when I work out, I'm more conscious about what I eat. For sure. I'm, like, I'm not going to waste this entire workout. Whereas, you know, um, on a day where I might not work out, you know, it's like, yeah, whatever, I'll just eat this. You know? Exactly. It, it, it really sets me up for a successful day. Yeah. So there's... I guarantee you there's going to be somebody listening who loves football, maybe either a connection to you or maybe a connection to the gym. Um, but there's a kid out there who's who's a underdog, mm-hmm. you know, who basically feels like they got a chip on their shoulder, like they want to play. You know, maybe they don't have necessarily all the talent, you know, but they're a freshman in high school or junior in high school. But, they, man, they dream to play college football. Yeah. Or there's a college football player that dreams to play NFL. Um, what what words of advice could you give that person who maybe isn't just the naturally fastest person on the team, strongest person on the team, most talented, but just has grit and really wants to fight? Yeah. But, you know, just even people with grit want to quit sometimes, yeah, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, my, my mentality has always just been I'm going to outwork everyone around me, you know, um, whether it's lifting the most or running the fastest or – you know, uh, during a, a high sprint day when everyone's bent over, breathing hard, I'm gonna stand up because you know it. It makes me feel like I'm I'm, I'm working harder, even though I'm just as tired. You know, I, I was always gonna outwork someone, and I try to carry that into my my life now. Um, you know, I, I wasn't gonna get beat. I wasn't gonna. Um, you know, there's a lot of you know questions, I guess, with people today um, about. You know, quitting and whatnot. There's, there's, there's no doubt in my mind. There's no way I'm gonna quit. There's no way you're gonna beat me. Go into everything like you're gonna win, and that you deserve to be there. That's the biggest thing. You know, 
you deserve to be there. Um, you might not, like you said, have the, the highest strength numbers or be the fastest, but you know, nothing beats hard work. And um, you know, I think if you carry that into every aspect of your life, you're gonna be successful. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.